He's the boy. Oh, there's three corners on this triangle. Ah, there's fine. three, three to the tentacles, to the, to the corner. You're being dragged in with this terrible. Ah, Be gone. You can't Bell, escape. Goblin. Ah, shit. You can't escape. Mind goblin. Ah, how is it a prerequisite if it gives you more than arguably what classes get? Yes, my power grows stronger. My wizard mentor told me I would never amount to anything. <laughs> well, the joke's on him. I have forsworn my wizardly ways and unlocked the power within. Through ludicrous feats of mental fortitude, I am now an all-powerful sorcerer. Well, at least by sorcerer standards, anyway. Telekinetically pull up a drink and pour thyself a chair with your mind. This is Talking Shop. Oh, there, there he is. He's got the. He's got the. the Sorry, guys. Big I had to, weed I had out to again. take a hit of my vape rig. <laughs> that that Digirabong. Fat, that chunky rig. All right, let's get in here. Psionic talent. First level psionic soul feature. Uh, you get the die, as the others did. You get the following features from it. Psionic discovery. You can unlock the ability to cast a mind-oriented sorcerer spell you don't already know. Now, I like this because sorcerers get fuck-all amount of spells known, so hell yep. yeah. After meditating for 10 minutes, which can be done during a rest, roll your psionic talent die and choose a sorcerer spell of a level for which you have spell slots. And that it is in a the school of divination or enchantment. Those are the only ones. It has to be divination awesome. or enchantment. Awesome. You know it for a number of hours equal to the number you rolled. Hell yes. You don't know it for like the full rest of the day automatically. You have got this. It's like, okay, I prepared it at the short rest and now like I have to use it. Maybe I have it for 12 hours or maybe I have this for just one hour. Hell yeah. I dig it. Hell yeah. Love it. It's to find two, two of the smallest source, like two of the smallest spell pools. Yeah. It's not like, hey, and just think about like, fireball for a little bit. You got it. Thank you. Thank you, sorcerer. Thank you. Psychic sorcery. When you cast a spell, you can use your mind to form it rather than relying on words, gestures, and materials. To do so, roll your psionic talent die. The spell then requires no verbal component, and if you roll the level of the spell or higher, it doesn't require somatic or material components either. I like that caveat. Dangerous. Yeah. I Dangerous. mean, first, first of all, I'm never taking subtle spell. For sure. Never ever. Never ever. I you, wasn't going to anyway. But that's fine. Yeah. Like, like that's fine. You don't have to take that. Like, that's not. So, like, here's my danger with it. Please. When you get to a D12, mm -hmm. I don't need components for, like, ninth level spell. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and those are some of the spells that are, like, I think there should be some cost to bring someone that's been dead back for over a year. You know what I mean? Like, there's some things that, like, I struggle with, like, you just have it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, your mind provides the necessary means of, like, a 2,000-year-old pearl idol I get that, that you've had. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. a fucking ninth-level spell yeah. that, like, uh, enchains something for oh, all, all yeah. ever. Im imprisonment or whatever imprisonment, it is. Imprisonment, right? Yeah. That spell requires so much shit yeah. because it tanks a thing like yeah. Yeah. as long as you get thing weak enough it's gone forever in your campaign yeah dm out. ain't gonna bring it back because it ain't enough time in that campaign yeah like yeah and and part of it is having those components yeah. you know what i mean to acquire those things i mean i think you could cap it at fifth level spells and it'd be fine. i do too Ta -da. totally I think that that makes sense because that's sort of the the standard cap of like, yeah, you don't need the shit or whatever. You know, the, the fifth level is a good place to cut it off. I feel that, though. I think that makes it's sense. Just like, it's just that there's like spells like lore. Uh, what is that? Like legend lore? Legend or lore. Yeah. Right. Which is like, DM, tell me what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> tell me what this is, DM. Right. right. And to be able to like do that for free. Uh huh. I know it's a bit of a gamble, but like when you get the higher dices, like it's a lot easier. I like it. Because at that point, and I know I, my answer is always going to be, it should be between you and your DM or whatever. But if your DM says like, you know, hey, it's really weird to cast like Wish or, or you know, one of these insane things without any components. Let's talk about what that might mean. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like for your character on a personal level. Um, and I know that's just a Band-Aid or maybe not even a Band-Aid, but something we apply after the, the rules as written. I don't know. Sure. It, it provokes... It provokes the question. Yeah. No, and, like, here's the thing. I'm totally with you on that. My brain, when I go through UA, just generally always thinks about, like, 
the people that don't have it as good as us, right? In the sense of like, hey, I'm just going to text yeah. my DM because they're yeah. my friend, right? Like, right. To, to people that are like, uh, to the poor DMs that have players that are like, let me rules lawyer you and make your life miserable. Yeah. To the poor players that their DM is against them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. You know what I mean? That's just like, that's where my brain goes. But again, like, I totally agree. I don't think any of this yeah. is bad if you have a great DM and a great player relationship where you can be like, hey, can we talk about like fixing this? Like, like what we were talking about with Pokemon, Jonah and I, where I was like, the level ups aren't necessarily like what I really want for this character. Is there any way like we can like sit down and make new ones or like or mix and match or like do some shit that way? And I was like, well, yeah. You mean how experience works? No, no, no. Like, like the like the features you get in the class. That oh, I made, see. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like it was like. Oh yeah, uh, it's like oh yeah. Well, I mean, because it's like oh yeah, sure, it's all homebrew anyway. Right. You know? So it's like yeah. Well, let's let's look at it because if if that's not what like if this is the flavor of character that you want and this is the best chassis to you know move from. Right. Then if we you know swap right. something from here to there, like especially if we're in a situation where nobody else is playing it, you know, it's just the two of you and you're not taking something that's like from the other player's class and slapping it on yours. And it's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, cause it's, really it's just fine. like, right. And, and, but like, and if you have that relationship, like good on you and awesome and like continue to like utilize it and be friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's awesome. It's just like my brain goes to like the person that's like, I'm going to cast all my spells using this. Right. Right. right, right. Right. 250 gold need? Screw you. Ha ha. Get out. So that's that one. I think we cap it at five and it's fine. Uh, Telepathic speech. Of course. Why would a sorcerer that uses their brain powers not have this? You can form a telepathic connection between your mind and the mind of another. Bonus action. Choose one creature. Roll your psionic talent die. For a number of hours equal to the number you rolled, you and the chosen creature can speak telepathically with each other while you two are within a number of miles of each other equal to the number you rolled. To understand each other, you must speak mentally in a language the other knows. The telepathic connection ends early if you use this ability to form a connection with a different creature. I like that it's not just copying and paste from the rogue. Mm-hmm. I love that it's different, and it feels more thematic to a sorcerer. Yeah. Like, it's only one person, but you have potentially a much longer range and, like, a longer time period, right? Like The variance yeah. of it feels cool for a sorcerer. You can spend more time with a singular target, whereas, like, the rogue was focused on, like, you get let me get more people, like but I have one out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've got... I oh. love that, 100%. I am here for it. Uh, changing the die size and side replenishment we've already gone through. Psychic Strike at 6th level. Sort of a standard spellcasty person perk here. You've learned to channel additional psychic energy into your spells immediately after you deal damage to a creature with a sorcerer spell for which you expend a spell slot. You can roll your psionic talent die and also deal psychic damage to that creature equal to the number rolled. You can do this damage only once per turn. Love it. Yeah. Fine. It's, it's like you know, the evocation wizard. Whatever. It feels like an evocation yeah. wizard. You just, add, you just add whatever. Instead of your flat in a, you know, a charisma modifier or whatever, it's you roll the die. I got to say, I cool. would almost never use it. Really? Well, it doesn't cost anything unless you hit your max or your minimum. Right. I mean, like, and again, that's that's fine. But, like, I would struggle with using it, especially if this class, I, I don't know, I haven't read ahead. But, like, if this class has more things that are, like, this automatically brings more it uses. down. More mm, uses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would much rather have the utility than do a little bit of extra damage on a cantrip. Yeah. Well, you can't do it on a cantrip. It's got to be on a regular spell. Oh, on a regular spell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't cost, like, your reaction to do it. Uh, it's just a little. It's just a little that's the thing. It feels it feels like just barely above a ribbon. Like it's like yeah. Well, it's, it's once per turn, right? Yeah, yeah. once once per turn. Uh, yeah, um, and then we skip ahead all the way to level fourteen. Mind over body. You can now use the side that flows through you to give yourself extraordinary abilities. As a bonus action, you can roll your psionic talent die and spend one or more sorcery points to magically transform yourself for a number of hours equal to the number rolled. Cool. Awesome. Until the transformation ends, you gain one of the following benefits of your choice for each sorcery point you spend, choosing a different benefit for each point. So, I like that it's incorporated into your sorcery points. That the number of hours that it is is whatever you roll on the die, but you're spending your sorcery points to do it. Cool way to spend sorcery points. Let me do cool stuff with my sorcery points. Uh, so you can choose from the following. See any invisible creature within 60 feet of you, provided it isn't behind total cover. You gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed, and you can hover. Yeah, give me, give me that Jean Grey shit, sure. Cool. You gain a swimming speed equal to twice your walking speed, and you can breathe underwater. 
uh, that feels like more like in that sort of eldritch vein that they were in before. They were <laughs> doesn't like, necessarily yeah, feel like stuff. something yeah. that your brain would just do, but okay. Yeah, it's like I guess you like. I'm I don't know. siphoning oxygen out of the water. Or something. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, weird, it's weird that it's a brain thing. Yeah, like, like I, th- I I wonder if that's one of the things where they're like that feels more like the aberrant mind eldritch Cthulhu type shit because it's just water that they kept. Yeah, that, but that feels also, like what that like, is. By 14th level, I would I would probably just hope that somebody's I got or water breathing. Or, water breathing. Yeah. Um, it's and really then, just the bonus to swimming. Now, this is this last one's weird as shit. Your body, along with any equipment you're wearing or carrying, becomes pliable. You can move through any space as narrow as one inch without squeezing, and you can spend five feet of movement to escape from a non-magical restraint or from being grappled. I've become flubber. I am flubber now. Cool. But what? Like, I, I, I like it. It's weird and it's cool and it's fun, but I'm just in relation to the Mr. mind Fantastic? stuff is where it's losing me. Yeah, I, I get lost in like its connection to this. Yeah. It feels like a cool idea that they're like mind over matter. Can somebody figure out how these connect? Yeah, it feels like something that they were that was left over from an aberrant mind that they were like, ah, eh, just keep it in there. Like, I like this, but like, but why? how do we make it? How many? How do, somebody link it for us. Yeah, I'm using my mind to make my atoms, my atomic structure, space out more I guess. so that I become liquid. Well, it feels like a, like if, if I, I think that I would have rather, I would have rather, instead of they're saying, oh, yeah, you, should, you, you become pliable, I would have rather this was baby thought form from last time where you're like, I become like, you know, the thought or, you know, the atoms or what the fuck ever. Uh, like, I disperse my shit into a gaseous form and I can squeeze through whatever like uh, that would make more sense to me i think they probably the avoided that because that mentality makes you think you can fly you know what i mean yeah it's like but i can also fly if i'm gas like you know what i mean yeah but it's like no if you spend another sorcery point you could fly i don't know but i almost wish they had just been like you become incorporeal that would be fine too the pliable wording is weird to me you become it pliable <laughs> you become plywood does that mean that the barbarian can like stretch my neck out and all of a sudden I can like peek over like a wall or something? What, Does that what mean if the barbarian's mean? trying to rip my head off and I use this, he can't? I just keep stretching. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. <laughs> Boy, oh, If you do that though, then the axe is coming. <laughs> barbarian, you solve when life, when every problem in life is a nail, every problem gets solved with an axe. <laughs> barbarian mentality. <laughs> Uh, so that's that one. You know, I think there's cool stuff. There's some weird ones in there that I think need to be ironed out. But I like the idea of you spin a sorcery point to have a cool feature, a cool thing that you can do, and it's done for whatever amount of hours that you roll for. That mechanic of it I think is cool. How many uh, sorcery points does it cost? Well, it costs one sorcery point for each perk you choose. So, like, it's one sorcery point to fly. It's one sorcery point to do that. <laughs> that's so wild to me. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just like it's wild that like just because I'm on a I'm on a whim, I can be a flying goop man that can see the invisible and breathe underwater. Right, right. Like, yeah. And granted, sorcery and points aren't the biggest just crazy to available. Me. Yeah, it's goop true. Fly. Goop fly. Like, yeah, if you're you burning your sorcery points to just have fun, you're having a good time. Yeah. But like, doesn't the world break a little bit when there are maybe other people in the universe that can become? Flying goop people. <laughs> like, don't people's right. brains just stop working at a point? I get that. I get that. Oh, there's Jerry. He's just goop flying again. <laughs> oh, you can't even see him goop flying today, but we know he's there because he keeps on sounding like... This is just like a big jizz stain in the ether that's floating around. A big jizz stain in the ether. I'm going to meditate on that for a moment. Do so. Let's meditate. Let's breathe it in. we go into the grievance. I'm just kidding. Uh, here we go. Nope, we're we're staying away. We're free, Joe. It's breathe in. Do your do your Deepak Chopra deep breathing exercises, Joe. Okay, here we go. Psychic aura, the capstone of the psychic soul. If your psionic talent die is available, you can unleash your psionic power in a crackling aura of psychic energy. As a bonus action, you can magically radiate this transparent 30-foot radius aura for one minute or until you're incapacitated or lose the use of your psionic talent die. So if you burn through your shit, it just it just leaves, regardless of if it's been a minute or not. Whenever a creature starts its turn in the aura or moves into it for the first time on a turn, you can roll your psionic talent die and deal psychic damage to the creature, equaling the number rolled plus your charisma modifier. If the creature takes any of this damage, its speed is halved until the start of its next turn. I think that's really cool. I love this. 
Especially, it doesn't cost a reaction for you, but also, every time that you choose to do it, you're still rolling your psionic talent die, and you might knock it down one. And if you keep on knocking it down, then it's toast. But other, but then otherwise, it only lasts for a minute. Can I throw this out? I think this feature is what the psionics dice choice was built upon. Mm, you think so? I do. Because it feels like the best thing for that fe- oh my god Joe yes it feels like the best thing for that feature right like yeah. the fact that like as a reaction I can hit things that come close to me right yeah but I'm potentially screwing myself over as this drops down yeah or doesn't drop down this can be really useful or really not useful and it's a capstone yeah I really think this should maybe be one of the only things that uses the the, the, the that mechanic f- the, the mechanic of the die as opposed to just you use it, except for maybe the fighter. Mm. Like there's almost nothing in the the rogue mm. that I'm like, don't just make it it drop. Yeah. Yeah. And if you roll the lowest, it goes back up. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I except for maybe the talking. Yeah. Other than that, almost everything I'm like, I hate that it's so it's not gonna fail likely. Yeah. Love right. it on this. Yeah, I love that you, you almost it have like, like a, a sorcerer. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels like a sorcerer. It's like I have created like a gravity well around myself. And if somebody comes in here and they take my psychic damage, then, you know, they will be slowed as I like just control their brain and make them cool their jets they as they're trying to charge at me. Yeah. It literally feels like something that like the storm sorcerer should have had. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <an laughs> Which aura. is like, yeah. hey, everyone, there's a lightning field around me. I'm Storm from X-Men. The X-Men. Step in it. <laughs> I dare you. Step in it. You're going to get fried. This is the Cobalt Death Dome. I love it. Let me just turn this on. Everything coming in, you know, within the 30 feet. How many Cobalts? Potentially, Potentially infinite. infinite. Because you're, it's going to take you a long time to go through those dice unless you're unlucky. And that's the end of the Psionic Soul Sorcerer. It's not bad. Thumbs up from me. As far as sorcerers go, it's not bad. Yeah. I think I, I wish they would give them um resistance to psychic? No, no, no. Uh, I was uh, trying to figure where you could be going. No, no, no. I, I wish they would give them um class spells. Class spells. Mm, I understand yeah. that you have like here's one a day. Yeah. But like it's right. a one a day caveat of you might only have it for an hour. Or like at your highest level, you'll only ever have it for half of a day. Yeah. Right. And it's from yeah. two of the smallest spell lists. Let me like, and but that's how I feel about sorcerers in general. Like they really should have class spell lists, subclass spell, subclass spell subclass lists. spell lists. Because like, this was an interesting way of of avoiding the same pitfall, though. Do you know what I mean? It's an interesting way of opening it up without that as the fixer. And I don't know why they're so opposed to it. Because the the published ones don't have it, is my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like, I think it's uh, a like we can't really change it at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I we're w- in it, we're in it. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things that if they in a future publishing, because I could see like a future publication like having stuff like this and stuff like the revised class options and you know some other like a Xanathar a reprint. Book. Oh yeah. Uh, if they had like you know that level of book that included class feature variants, I would hope that in that they would give the stuff Can like, I tell like you? this, like like the expanded spell list. I think it would come in a like a new DMG style book. Yeah. Or a like player's handbook. Yeah. Like it would be like one of the two. I, w- I would think you would release them both at the same time because I think you need both. I think you need, like, a book that says, like, here's some more options for players that are feel like whatever, like, and it's published. So, like, you can take it to someone and be like, this isn't me just being like, I found this subclass on a wiki. Like, right, like. The I would I would buy a 5e reprint. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think, I think the DMs need one. Like, let's talk about magic item crafting. We need one. Let's talk about war. <laughs> yeah, like, like on a large scale. Let's talk about like you know. the things that we want to do, the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. or just give us tools to design. Ideas. Like, Let's. like yeah, give me module, like give me modular stuff that I can be like, I'll I'll plug and play this and this and this. Put the boat stuff in there in case somebody missed Salt Marsh. Yeah, because I'm not gonna buy Salt Marsh. You know what I mean? I like, want I, to. I, I don't have. Like, I, I want to. If I had infinite, I want to like, play it. You know, liquidity. <laughs> I want to play it. I don't want to DM it. <laughs> 
I know the bit the bits of it that I have DM'd. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, we are in a marsh. A mind marsh? No, I meant in Conan. Oh. <laughs> uh, for the once I wasn't doing a Zen or thing. Or a corner marsh. Bum, bum, bum. Oh no! I'm just kidding. Keep going. Oh, oh okay. We're not. It's there just yet. looming. It's just looming on the, the outskirts of your psyche. The corner is right there in my peripherals. It's empty tendrils. I am protected. I'm protected. Be, you're not. I'm Zen. Jonah has said to me on multiple occasions that I am the most Zen person he that knows. That I have. I am a Zen. Very, very unfacetiously, might I? Completely add. sincerely. Uh, as I, I in this moment, I'm being incredibly unfacetious when I say that Joe Lightus is the most Zen dude I know. I agree. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, we've already talked about like intellect, fortress, mind sliver, mind thrust. Yeah. It's just like spells that they've written. These were the only ones they kept, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they ditched the other ones. I, I think they say specifically when, which ones they ditched at the top. Yeah, they're like, we got rid of, like, Ego Whip and Psychic Crush and Thought Shield, all those. These are the only ones that they kept. Uh, and I think it makes sense. I mean, like, it's been pretty obvious for a while that, like, these were the ones because they, they're the ones that have been, like, up on D&D Beyond, like, actually, you know, officially posting stuff. They're like, yeah, Mind Sliver's gonna be a cantrip. Yeah. Um, you know, Mind thrust and intellect fortress. Yes, yeah, sure. And then we get into the feats. Mind thrust. I feel I feel a, a slight wrap around my ankle. I think. Can I do this one? I, I think I think I feel. Joe, you got it. Tendril go. coming. Metabolic control prerequisite: psionic talent feature or wild talent feat. Will now. Here's my question: that. Should we should we go to wild talent feat first, or should we just start? Oh, here? I think we should just. Uh, wild talent feat is going to be a bonfire. <laughs> so should we just start here. You have refined psionic control over your body's functions. Love it. You gain the following benefits. Increase your strength, dex, or con by one to a maximum of 20. That's one of them. One or the other. Uh, if your psionic talent is die is available, you can take an action to channel your psionic power to nourish yourself for the next 24 hours, as if you consumed sufficient food and water for a day. When you take this action, your psionic talent die decreases by one die size. If your psionic talent die is available, you can meditate for one minute, at the end of which you gain the benefits of finishing a short rest. So cool. And your psionic talent die decreases by one die. You can't meditate in this way again until you so finish cool. a long rest. Yeah, I love it. That. Give fighters the Simple. ability of, like, high-level warlock. I love the, like, I'm going to spend one minute, and short rest, get all... I'm going to get my action surges back. Like, that is such a cool... I'm into it. ...use. I want to do this in a fight. Ten I turns. want a minute of being protected just to, like, come back on. Can you imagine? Like, but also, low-level warlock, take this feat. Oh, my God. You just doubled your amount of spells off of a one minute. Yeah, off of one minute. That's, you've got, yeah, wow. Like, that's. And then I love that it's not cha. Hexblade. It's nice, but it is not, in, I don't think, an abusable uh, mechanic oh, yeah. beyond... Because it's got the, it's got the limits we what, need once per day. Con? It's got yeah, the it has to be one of those three. Which is but like that's great because it's like it, like if I took that as a hexblade, right? I could take con to maybe get some more hit points, or, or I could take dex, dex to raise armor class. Yeah, right. But I'm not gonna be like let me pump my main stat. Yeah, I like that it's linked to specifically those three. And it's not necessarily like I love that they didn't throw anything in there for combat. It wasn't like you can hit a little bit better too. It was like like the 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 repr- the the ramifications on combat are the fact of like I can short rest. So for classes like a monk, yeah. Oh or my a gosh. Or yeah, but like any think, short rest class. Think monk in the sense of like I can short rest in a minute. I can just be like ohm, right? And all my monk points come all, all my key points key, come back. Yeah. Right? Welcome to yeah. another 10 rounds of stunning strike. It's it scales great like yeah. it's that, and that's what i appreciate it's like you know some feats you get it's like oh well that doesn't you know that late, later cool, on in the cool game feat. whatever i'll lose it but this like at any level at any level where you take that it is worthwhile next next up is telekinetic you learn to move things with your mind. You gain the following benefits. Increase your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma by one to a max of 20. So again, this one, this one is now, we've had the one that's tied to the physical. Now we've got one tied to the mental stats. You learn the mage hand cantrip. You can cast it without verbal or somatic components, and you can make the spectral hand invisible. If you already know this spell, its range increases by 30 feet when you cast it. Its spellcasting ability is the one increased by this feat. As a bonus action, you can try to telekinetically shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. When you do so, roll your psychic talent die, which must succeed on a strength save. DC 8 plus your proficiency plus whatever ability modifier you increased with this feat. 
or be moved uh, toward you or away from you a number of feet equal to five times the number you rolled. A creature can willingly fail this save. Gimme it, man. I love it. I think it's cool. I mean, it makes it feels right for what all of this is. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here for, for it. it. I think it, I I'm into it. Simple. Uh, it's also not as powerful as some of the other stuff that you get from like um I think it was the fighter that could do the uh, you know telekinetic stuff because it's specifically toward you or away from you, not any direction horizontally like the other one was. Yeah. Uh, so it's got that element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Give this to a fighter, and now they're a Jedi. You don't need yeah. anything else. You know, I get to play my Jedi. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you could be a battle master and take this. I, I, I'm you a Jedi. You have now. to take Wild Talent and yeah, this. Be a hexblade. So, yeah. I'm Fuck Wild it. Talent, but we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, this, what was the, that, Joe? Wild Talent's the. What was that? What did you say? I said I'm Zen. Okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Cool. Uh, I'm sorry, I, was, I heard something different. I, it must be the void. I don't know. Hmm, weird. Uh, now, caveat though. Yeah, if you, if you want to, yeah, as he, as he leans into the zoom. Now, the caveat is, if you're not one of the ones uh, that's one of the subclasses or whatever, if you want this, you have to take wild talent. So let, we're going to have to, the game mechanics are going to have to get the, the wrench out. But you can do it, okay? Telepathic. Andrew, you want that one? No, I want Tower of Will, so somebody else take Telepathic. Okay. You awaken the ability to mentally connect with others. You gain the following benefits. Increase your Int, Wiz, or Cha by 1 to a maximum of 20. Uh, you can speak telepathically to any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Your telepathic utterances are in a language you know, and the creature only understands you if they know that language. Your communication doesn't give the creature the ability to respond to you telepathically. If your psionic talent die is available, you can... Cast the detect thoughts spell requiring no component. I'm detecting some thoughts right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're uh, when you start casting the spell, your psionic talent die decreases by one die size. Your spell casting ability for the spell is the ability increased by this feat. Yeah, cool. I mean it's whatever. It's the it's the flip side of the telekinesis. Yeah, spell. it's it's like the stuff again. It's like the class features that we've seen for the other ones, but used in a, in a different way, and you know, a way that's not as powerful as. The class version of it. Cool. I like the one-way tele- telepathy. It's cool. It's a it's a fun limitation. Yeah. yeah. I like that it's not as powerful as a class. Yeah. Telepathy. Yes. Like like great old one. I like that it, it it's it's a nice like you're not stepping on the toes of being like I would have the best when literally Cthulhu is providing me with the ability. You can't just feet into having as good as like literally the a demon is like here learn this you know what i mean like right right but you get a touch of it and i like that it's not like stuff uh a lot of it was the before in other versions is that we've seen where it's specifically tied to intelligence i like that you can use it with intelligence wisdom or charisma that it's not just like i'm very smart but it's like how do you assert your will or how have you unlocked your mind or how do you just like use your intellect yeah i like that there are different ways of doing that yeah i'm into it i like it tower of will I really dig this. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than one thing, uh, prerequisite: psionic talent feature or wild talent feature. Your mind defenses are formidable. After you or another creature you can see within thirty feet of you fails a saving throw, you can use your reaction to roll your psionic talent die and add the number rolled to the saving throw, potentially causing it to succeed. I really dig this because there is no equivalent in any class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it would be really cool for someone like a paladin to have. Like, somebody that is like, I'm already buffing your saving throws. Let me ensure that you don't fail your saving throws. Now, that's assuming that a paladin would ever take a feat other than one or two things. Um, But what I don't like about it is I need it to say, like, this decreases. The ability Mm. to almost ensure, or not ensure, but the, the ability to reverse a saving throw failure... I think should require a, this lowers the, your talent or your your psionics die by one. Now, do you think that it's like that as it stands because there's no ability score boost to it? Like that if they added the ability score increase to it, that they would decrease the damage size? Do that? It's still for me. It's still a bardic inspiration as a reaction mm-hmm. at will. Yeah. Anytime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and that's what I like. I like the caveat of the bard has to have like. There has to be some amount of luck or foresight that it's like, it's probably going to go after you. Yeah. I'm going to give you this so you can use it when you need it. Right. As opposed to just like, in my back pocket, I just say, no, 
Ugh. I win. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if I'm going, no, let me change this. If I'm doing, uh, what's his name from Anchorman 2, <laughs> the axe gets thrown at Ron Burgundy and he's like, and like flies off the garbage can. He's like, Ron, I had telepathy the whole time. Right? Like, if oh, Steve Carell's character? No, it Is wasn't right? Steve Carell. It was it was the other dad. It was the new dad. Oh, right. I watched um, Anchorman 2 once. It's great. I love that movie. <laughs> they were like, fuck, trying to be this first movie. We're just going to like go ham. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm going to exert something, like, I think that's what I miss with the mechanic is I don't feel that level of exertion mm-hmm. of like 11 in Stranger Things or like, yeah. like you don't, you're, really. you are maybe occasionally going to get a nosebleed. Right. Right. The drawback is only ever an ebbing of power, not an actual cost to right. your person. And I think I think the cost can be as simple as it lowers your ability to do something that great for the rest of the day. Yeah. Right. Like I I like that. Like my powers start at the beginning of the day really, really strong. And as I use them more and more, it becomes weaker. I actually really love that mechanic. Right. Yeah. I want that curve. I just like it feels like fatigue. Yeah. And we don't have that almost anywhere in the game except for one system, which is like exhaustion already, I think, busted and needs a little bit of extra work on it, too, because exhaustion is just like, now I'm this. Now I'm this. Now I'm dead. Like, and that's so much. Yeah. Like, I love that curve. I just like, especially for something that's like, let me overthrow a saving throw potentially Mm -hmm. because saving throws are huge. (laughs) Like, I, 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 I want it to be something you have to think about and not just. They're making a saving throw. I do it. Mm, uh, yeah, to have a cost. Like it's something I'm struggling with a little bit on um, on critical role currently. Right? Is the the death cleric ability to negate critical like critical hits? Oh yeah, to just nope. You use your channel divinity. Yeah, I mean, there's there's good mechanics in the sense like you have to have your reaction open. You have to be within this many feet. Like, yeah. does this have a a feet requirement? I think it did. What does thirty the, feet? Yeah. Right. Like it's similar to that ability, but with saving throws. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of gets a little boring because you like, oh, the bad guy rolled a crit. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like like mm-hmm. like watching it or playing in it, it's like it deflates tension. You're gonna get rid of that, right? Like it de- it deflates that moment. Yeah. And so like yeah. But that is an ability that's like I think the grave cleric can only use it a certain amount of time. It's channel divinity. It's your channel divinity, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, there is a resource pool for it that depletes when I use that. Yeah. As opposed right. to something that's rarely gonna drop down. If we're talking about this is this is an, an alternate to things that we've already discussed, uh, but also in the vein like f- resource management and fatigue and and the curve of you know having it and losing it. Would it make more sense if uh, rather than you know it goes up and down whatever? If it was like any if we had much more of the stuff where it's like if you use X skill then the die goes down. Uh, like if we have a lot more of that, um, like if it's more constantly just going down. Is it just that they recharge on a short rest and oh. you have more stuff that just uses it and it goes down by one side? I am so here for this recharging on a short rest. Yeah. To the highest guy. Yeah. Like, I'm so all about that. Yeah. Because that to me then at least makes there be like, you're going to have to commit to spending time to stopping. Yeah. Similar to a monk, similar to a warlock. Fighter. It's similar to all those things, but it's still it like that is in this game. A high enough cost yeah. for resource management. Yeah. Right? When you look at people like any DM can be like, I'm gonna throw a time constraint on this. Yeah. Right? I've just yeah. changed your resource management by being like, there's now time. Now there's a reason for me to take this feat that lets me take a short rest in a minute. Yeah. Boom. Cause now twice a day I can use a minute to bump my dice all the way back up, or I can use a minute to take a short rest. Yeah. Right? Like I've increased it my my resource pool at that point. So yeah, sorry for that sort of derail. But I was just no. thinking. I was like, well, in the vein of the resource management and the fatigue, and the I had curve, thought about I was that. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, yeah. I think that's a really smart thing for like this kind of level of exertion. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like, it's not like arcane wellspring of like blah blah blah. It will consistently right? bring you down, and you've got to take that and little like bit a, to a refocus. Rest might refocus or like bring me enough energy, or like I eat some snack. I put some carbs back in my body. So Electrolytes. Yeah. Fifty gold of berries. Fifty gold worth of berries. No, that's to bring your dog back. <laughs> you have to drink kombucha in order to get your key back. 
You have to get kombucha or goji berries or chia seeds or soul cycle or something in order to bring back your uh, your 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 chakras so that Cressa can, can just fuck off whenever she tries to stunt on us at yoga. Well, you need to get that energy. Well, I've back. already shoved my J.O. crystal all the way up my ass and I, I have these innate abilities. So, you know, I might as well have the goji berries. All right. Wild talent. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. God. Okay. Are, are the tendrils? Are the tendrils grabbing you? Joe, did you feel something? No. No. Did you feel a tremor? No, I didn't feel anything. I'm good. Joe. No, focus. I don't. I'm meditating. Focus, Oof. Joe. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Talkin' Shop. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. You know, I was visiting my family recently, and when I was packing my bags, I made sure to put some of my Dice Envy dice in there, just in case a game of Dungeons & Dragons broke out. I wanted to be prepared with real dice, not just some phone app. Pshaw. And yeah, sure, we didn't end up playing, but I was ready. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page over on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you would like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and other cool patron rewards. If you want to give us that support and get that early access, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. We also have a link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through the Connect page on our website or by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, etc. at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. I'd like to thank Joe Lightus for editing this episode along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Doug Maxwell for the song Sing Swing Bada Bing and Ben Shuraga. Thank you to Scott Holmes for the song Follow Your Dreams. Ambient sound by Tabletop Audio. Additional sound design by Slappy. That's all for me. So let's go, uh, I don't know, open our chakras, drink some kombucha. I, we're just going to go talk about the rest of the stuff. Thank you for listening to Talk and Shop. Wild talent. You awaken to your psionic potential, which enhances your mind or body. Increase one ability score of your choice by one to a max of 20 to represent this. You also harbor a wellspring of psionic power within yourself, an energy that ebbs and flows as you channel it in various ways. This power is represented by your psionic talent die, the starting size of which is a D6. Uh, So again, changing the die size, replenishment, uh, the way it grows, all of that is the same as all the other stuff. These are the abilities that you get with that. and also note that this is the way that unless you are already a psionic subclass, this would be your gateway into getting stuff like metabolic control or telepathic or telekinetic. This is the prerequisite. So, you can use your psionic talent die in the following ways. You can have psi boosted ability. When you make an ability check with an ability that's increased by this feat, specifically that one, you can roll your psionic talent die and add the number rolled to the check. You can choose to do so before or after rolling the d20, but before you know whether the check succeeded or failed. Psi guided strike. Once on each of your turns, when you hit with an attack roll that uses the ability increased by this feat, you can roll your psionic talent die after you make the damage roll, and then replace one of the damage dice with the number rolled on the psionic talent die. Now. Oh, no. Shit. He's the voice. There's three corners on this triangle. Ah, There's three, three to the tentacles, to the corner. You're being dragged in with this terrible fear. Ah, be gone. You can't Bell escape. Goblin. Ah, shit. You can't escape. Mind goblin. Ah, how is it a prerequisite if it gives you more than arguably what classes get? Ah, That's true. Shouldn't it kind of be like 
shouldn't it be kind of like a stepping stone feat if it's gonna be a prerequisite? Mm, ugh, who wouldn't just pick the stat that they attack with because they're, they're gonna pick that stat regardless. And then if you're anyone like a warlock or a bard, bards, bards. If you pick a bard and you pick charisma and all your spells that do damage use charisma, then you buff your spells and you also can't ever fail in a check ever. Be gone, foul presence. Joe, just join me. For meditation is not the denial of the dark in our lives. Joe, it is I'm going to send you this JPEG, and I'm, I'm going to need you to put it on yours. <laughs> no, Joe. I'm accepting the darkness. Oh. That's what true oh, meditation oh, is. Right. Oh, cool. I'm not becoming it. I'm not fighting it. I'm accepting it and dismissing it. No, you can't dismiss this, bro. Uh, I, all I know is there's a tentacle that's up in my ass right now trying to pull out the J.O. crystal, but the joke's on that tentacle because the J.O. crystal dissolved. Uh, the joke's not on that tentacle. When it gets wrapped around whatever that dissolved into, it's gonna gain its powers. And what are you gonna do when you have a tentacle up your ass that gains J.O. crystal powers? Ah, shit. You're not gonna shit. There's a tentacle up there. You're not gonna shit. Well, There's a tentacle right up there. Looks like the corner got me again, boys. Joe, oh, Joe's in the corner. Ooh, ah. mm, I'm gonna smoke my blunt real quick too. Do you see it? Okay. God. I gotta say that just what's happening in Andrew's video feed right now is is truly upsetting. Welcome to the corner, <laughs> y'all. I can't, I can't be harmed. I'm medicating. That's okay. I really struggle with this feat. Yeah. I there are things I want to like about this feat to some extent. Uh huh. But this is like. They took all the poison out of that first UA and put it in a singular feat. Mm. It's true. And because it's a feat, I hate it even more. Mm. Like, let's let's open this up to... Uh, I'm going to use a bard, right? Because... It's me! Um, let's open it up to a bard, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn this off. This is for everybody that's ever going to watch this on Patreon. And... It's off. Right, let's talk about a bard, please. Right, so a bard. I'm obviously gonna pick charisma. Right. Right, because why would I not? So I'm gonna bump my charisma. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. whatever right. you do, you're gonna boost your main stat. Cool. If I've picked up, you know, in one of my feats, I don't know, uh, spell sniper. Okay, now I have Eldritch Blast that I can uh, add, add a charisma bump to because I'm dealing charisma damage on it, right? You roll, it's not flat, whatever the thing is. You roll the die and you can replace a die right roll okay it. so but i can replace the damage which eventually means i can roll a d12 on eldritch blast right it if doesn't you, work as good for eldritch blast because it's multiple different like whatevers well so right? it's, it's only so you only replace so it's not going to scale cantrips well no because it's like well whatever you do anytime you do it you're rolling if you want to like if you roll a one on one of your damage dice from like you know whatever spell you cast yeah uh, and it's only for the one die it's not like replacing all of them change my like, mind jonah change my mind well, no, I'm just for for clarity. No, I know it's different. Just, I appreciate it. Changed yeah. my mind. So if you you roll the damage dice and okay, I, I let's say I'm rolling four d10s for a firebolt or whatever. Yeah. Then I, if I roll a one on one of those d10s, then I can replace that with whatever I roll on right. that die. So it's not like a flat bump; it's a replacement of the whatever. Correct. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That is my smallest grievance with this. Mm -hmm. So I thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, here is my largest. Any ability check that uses what I picked. Yeah, that's insane. That's just insane. With with no with no drawback to it, is like, I just like fuck off. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I like a rogue will never fail stealth. They'll never fail sleight of hand. They'll never never fail acrobatics. A bard would never fail persuasion, diplomacy. Any rogue deception, can whatever. take this. Like it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like any rogue can take it. Like this feature to me is like on par with like you should have to be one of those subclasses to do it, mm. right? It definitely shouldn't have an ability score bump. Mm. Definitely. Like, in my opinion, no. You look at the, the, the feats that don't get ability score bumps yeah. compared to this, like, you needed half a page more than, you needed more than half a page just to say what this feat did. It doesn't need an ability score bump. You can pick an ability score at the beginning of it. Like, you, you can say, like, like for those things, you can do this. Mm -hmm. But, like, to increase yeah. and also get all of that, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I just... There is a redeeming factor 
to not the feet itself, but the idea of the feats as they're constructing them. The way I see it, they're like, this is the entry feat from which you can build your a la carte psionic yeah, I like person. Sure. And if you were a fighter where you get a million feats or ability scores or whatever, you could be like, I want this and I want this and now I want this. And you can pick and choose the, the, the little bits and create your own entree. But as a starter feat for this, the wild talent portion of it fucking is 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 no bueno, bonkers. It steps over the line uh, in in a way that completely invalidates. Uh, I don't know the the skill system itself. It's what we were talking about earlier that Andrew brought up that the DM is constantly trying to. It was make. almost like the tentacles have been. It's it's almost like we've been in the corner the whole right. time. Right, it's just been lurking ah, behind the fabric of reality, just as it does. The, the the Shrek theme is playing just very, very lightly, and then it opens up, and it <laughs> we're there Damn. in the swamp. Okay, well, so here's my question. Here's my question. With this, how do you fix this feat to make it viable as the entry point for the other stuff? Because here's what I appreciate about the feat is that, and what they've done with the feats for this, right, is that it gives you mm-hmm. a way that if it's like a psionic-heavy campaign, right, or if you want to dip yeah. your toes into the psionic stuff for a character, but you don't necessarily want to be one of the subclasses, or if you're playing a class that does not have a psionic subclass, this is a way to get yeah. into that flavor. So how you fix this feat to uh, that will, A, introduce, like, the die mechanic uh, and make it a way that's viable... Uh, and does not seem uh, ridiculously OP, is it as simple as removing the ability score increase and making it so that, like we said, like we've mentioned before as the fix for the Sonic die as a whole, uh, of just making it that either to, anytime you use either of those things, they go down and then they recharge on whatever rest. Is that all it needs? No, in my opinion. No. It doesn't feel like entry level to psionics mm-hmm. for me. Like if we're talking about like, no. I take this feat and I have like unlocked mm-hmm. something in my mind. I'll tell you what feels more like entry level to psionics. Please. Uh, the metabolic control. Mm. Okay. Frankly, yeah. that feels more like I have started learning how to use. This feels like the wild talent feels like I have stepped into greater knowledge than like most of the feats that I would take. Why would I take telekinetic? Right. <laughs> like, right. I know how to warp people's brains when i talk to them yeah you you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like it's every skill i mean like it's the skill that you choose an ability score for but like okay i'm not gonna pick strength and con right dex wisdom or cha and i'm gonna be able to like like it's not necessarily game breaking too like that's the thing you could roll a one and then it doesn't really make much difference but the fact like Maybe this doesn't scale the same as the subclass. Mm, like in the same way that if you uh, take, take a the combat mastery. maneuver, the, the battle master feat, it just stays at a D6. If No, if this for me, if this stayed at a D4, it would be more acceptable. Mm. Right? Because, like, frankly, right. D4 is a bless. Yeah. Never goes above it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fact that it scales the same as bardic inspiration, yeah. and I can arguably use it, more times than the bard can inspire mm-hmm. is ludicrous to me. Yeah. As 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 a yeah. entry level spell. And that I also get an ability score bump with it. Like, yeah. like when you think about the phrase, I can now use inspiration on myself just as good as the bard in our party and more times than the bard in our party. And I got an ability score bump and I don't have to be a bard. Yeah. I'm the wizard. I bumped my intelligence up with this. And now my investigation, my arcana, my, uh, like, history, all that shit, I can just be like, D12 to it. I mean, I'm talking about later levels, obviously, but I think, like, I think that's the shit you have to look at. It's really easy, in my opinion, to get early levels and mid-levels right, right? Like, because it's just like, okay, yeah, add a D6 to it. Add a D12 to, a like, your proficiency at that point in whatever. Like, we're talking bard, right? Let's, let's talk about the most... Uh, disrespected skill check in the entire game, uh, deception. Mm. It's basically a spell. Yeah. Right? So, 
Deception. I have expertise in it as a bard, so my proficiency is doubled. So what is that at 17? At 17, I think it's uh, six, I think, is the the regular. So Right, so 12. 12. So we're already adding 12. Plus five because, you know. Plus five because my charisma, Yeah. right? So we're at, what, 17? Auto 17. Auto 17 that I'm adding to whatever the hell I roll, right? So if I roll a three, I have just rolled a 20. Yep. I can then add another D12. Let's just best case scenario say that it hits a 12, right? We have just rolled a three and come up with a 32. It's and meaningless. That's mean, like that breaks the skill check system. Yeah. Bards already break the skill check system in their own right. Right. Like, and like, that's why I'm using one. Which is the point, I guess. That's because like, okay, l- let's even take a lore bard. They inspired themselves. Let's add another <laughs> D12 to that. Right. Right? Let's add the druid that gave us guidance and the cleric that blessed us. And now we're at fucking, like, 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's that? The paladin's offering the help option. Right. So I did it at advantage. Like, like, So so you moved that three up to an 18 is what you're saying. So, like. Flat roll. But, so, like, that's that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if somebody wants to run that game, whatever. I just think for a feat. If this was on a class, I would still argue that it was too OP. But mm. the fact that it's a feat that anyone can take with no prerequisite. Yeah, yeah it's just that it's incredible. I can be a barbarian and take this. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it would help if there was like a, a minimum of 13 in whatever you're going to boost. And a lot more other work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, no, I was just for the prerequisite factor. For sure. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to like... Ooh, sorry, table. Like... If uh, whatever way that I'm arguing my psionics come from, is it my intelligence? Is it my wisdom? Is it my charisma? Right? Like, which charisma in this game is already bunk as hell. Like, I don't really know what the fuck it actually yeah. is supposed to measure. Is it willpower? Is it attractive? Like, you know, am I no. so attractive that my yeah. magic is good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. The there, there, there is, literally. Like, it's it's very it's a very strange thing, and to just have it be a feat. That I also then, like, I I cannot get over the fact that they thought this was weak enough that it needed uh, an, ability like, score? an ability score bump. This, to me, yeah. is just as bad, if not worse, than elven accuracy. Mm. In, yeah. in, in, how is this a feat? Yeah. Like, this is like, this is like an ultra legendary item Item. Like tiara, <laughs> yeah. like that gives me an yeah. ability score bump that the DM picked at the beginning, and also I can do all of this shit with it. Well, you, what you don't realize about the tiara is that it is bedazzled with Jo crystals, and this is the new magic item that we have created. <laughs> yep, that's it. Hey, uh, remember um, how you said, "Dare we do it? We did it. We did it. We made it." Uh, but no. So then, okay. So then, so if you. Don't let it scale up. You do the same thing that the maneuver feat does, and it stays. I think it would have to stay at a D6 solely, like, to utilizing the up and down feature of it. Sure. Um, yeah. That, Don't let it touch skills, then. Well, I think it's fine. Like, if it's either if it's either that you – if you use the skill one, it automatically decreases. So if it's like, okay, yeah, you can add a D6 the once per day, but it's going to go down, right? Yeah. Uh, like, okay. And you don't increase an ability score. You just pick whatever mm-hmm. score it's tied to. I think that yeah, that's sure. I think that that's. But we've more also written two pages to try and ex- to make a a feat work. Right. When in reality, I think it needs to be scrapped. And I like, I because it's still it doesn't feel like entry level. I've learned how to control no. the ether with my mind. Like mm-hmm. I more so want like a, a a boiled down mage hand and a boiled down message. Mm-hmm. Like, like, right. what are the basic things? Like, I can bend a spoon with my. Give me a druid craft mm-hmm. of yeah. of fucking like. Give me a fluff cantrip mm-hmm. of of intelligence and an ability modifier. So, like, whatever. Because I I think it's great that you have a feat that has an ability modifier. I think that's a useful thing. I just think like if you're gonna do that. It's not about this feat. It's what about you You can do Get after this feat. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is the prerequisite right. feat, then it should be like, like, I can bend a spoon with my mind. Yeah. And I get an ability score bump. I'm not saying it has to be that bad, because then, like, what's the incentive right. of, like, any class? But, like, other than a fighter, right? Like, yeah. but, like, mm-hmm. 
it, it can't be this. Like, it can't be like no. half the Bible on fucking on like, like I ju- I cannot get past. It is it is the subject of Andrew's tragedy corner today. Like the grievances are real. <laughs> in the like, why do your psionics get to modify skill checks? Yeah. What does this look like when the wizard uses his psionics to recall a piece of nature lore? What the fuck could that or, possibly be? In- investigate better. I get that. Like your siphon, like your literal mind is like looking for patterns. You you become the lady doing calculations. Sure, <laughs> but but yeah, but like but history, that. religion, what what something what that's is not that? tied in this what game that at be? all to like the intelligence or magic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, like I don't know. Like and like and I can see like, frankly, I would be okay with it if if charisma was off the table. Mm. If it was intelligence or wisdom, I could potentially get more behind this. But like the abuse, and I guess it's as much on like it's as much on a DM. But like as again, always. like I said earlier, I go to the DM that is like playing with like people they really want to impress or be friends with. Yeah, and so they say yes to everything. Right, right. Like I go to the person that's like that doesn't like that is easily bullied into like yeah, I'll let it happen. Right, like. I think about like that, and I think about like how easy it is with charisma specifically to just be fuck like fuck the world, fuck your game. Let me always add b- bonuses to like deception, persuasion, or intimidation. Like if it was, you yeah. can pick one skill, mm, one skill from what that uh, Billy score increases. I'm more okay with it, but but I'm still like a bard breaks the game with it. Yeah, with with persuasion like, or deception. Yeah, like even intimidation, like. Intimidation in a in a combat situation, right? Because like as a DM, you gotta like you either you you tend to look at it in the sense of like does it cause fear or does it cause people to run away? And both are like right. Let's end combat with it. Yeah. If you want to invest the creatures that are in combat with any kind of personality or inner life, then yeah, you kind of have to honor whether or not they can get scared. And you can yeah. always throw like here's a bunch of like rock golems, right? Yeah. But when you right. get feel like you're like. Like getting screwed out of using when you get class tied into like feeling like, like yeah. you can't. Well, I was just talking about from DM. Like, oh yeah, when yeah. you can't present like human villains mm-hmm. when everything has to be right. like crocodiles with an intelligence of one. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like uh, like whatever. Yeah. And then when you're doing that, like you said, Jonah, then your players like, but like I wanted to use this stuff. Yeah, I got it because I wanted to use it. Yeah, right. And so it 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 just it goes back and forth between like player and DM. And I think there's just like I think there's gotta be a better entry feat for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I don't know what it is necessarily, but like, but like, yeah, like you don't just like even even Neo, mm. <laughs> even Neo in the Matrix had to bend a spoon first before he could stop bullets. Like, right. and that movie was crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hero fantasy, and it, he still starts somewhere. It feels so much like it's starting at mid to end game. Yeah. Mm. And it also feels like it's taking something so much away from those other subclasses. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I look at this feat and I go, cool. I don't necessarily have to play that night. Mm-hmm. I can play Matt Mercer's Echo Knight and just take this feat and telekinesis. Yeah. Yep. And like, rock on. You know what I mean? That subclass, like, this feat makes those subclasses not special to me. Mm hmm. In that, in the sense that, like, it's the core of their class. It'd be like yeah. if I was like, "Here's a feat that's rage." Yeah, is how I, is how I see it. Like, now, what do you think for for something like this specifically, where it's like, okay, we're we're introducing these sort of new mechanics into the game or whatever. Now, for a, uh, oh god, oh no, <laughs> that's a, a, another cursed image Andrew has uh, turned into his background which is also just his entire uh, person in the video but to answer you Jonah uh, how do I feel about the mechanic as an addition to the game itself uh, well sorry no uh, what I, I got I got distracted by cursed image uh, but <laughs> goodness gracious uh, no like about the idea of if you're talk- like those feet prerequisites like if they are trying to make it so that you can do cyanic stuff without having to fully go into a subclass or whatever. Like if you, if, like if you're class a, level, uh, yeah. If, if you're a class that doesn't have a sonic subclass, is there, do you think, cause I feel like, hello, Willow. <laughs> My puppy wanted to bark at something. Oh goodness. 
I think that's no. Willow telling us it's time to shut up pretty soon. <laughs> um, I think so. But so if you if you take this like because I feel like they they've hung on to it this long and have kept on refining and kept on refining, um, and it seems like in some way, form, or fashion, the intent is for the psionic stuff to eventually make it to a core book of some sort. So if they're trying to do this, like if you can get stuff through feats without going full on into class, like do you think there's any possibility of like double prerequisite feats or something like that, where it's like you have whatever the entry level spoon bendy one, and then this one's like two feats in. Still fixed, obviously, uh, but like, is, do you think that that's a direction that's like? I don't think this feat should ever be published as is. No, uh, Pathfinder did that—the multiple feet skill tree—and all that really wants to be is a skill tree. So if they were to go that route, and all that wants and, to be is a class. Yeah, right. The I, I hope not because that's bloated. It's a it's a feature bloat. Whereas what you really want from that is the thing that changes and grows with you. So that would just be a feat that evolves. You know, at seventh level it becomes this, or you get this ability as well. And on a, honestly, at that point, that's just a class. I honestly think the entire feat system, as we've talked about, needs an overhaul because I never get to play with somebody who takes the actor feat. I never get to play with somebody who takes a gourmand feat unless I say, guys, have at it. Have yeah, a free, have a free feat one at start. Yeah, as long as it's not, you know, a combat one or whatever. But even then, one. I have to say, not a good feat. I have to say, don't take a, a useful feat. Yeah, don't take something that would literally be useful to your character. It, yeah, it's, it's still then between Sentinel and Gourmand. And the fact that those things can be weighed together in a game about killing monsters is yeah. stupid. <laughs> it, it's stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, you, it, you shouldn't I'm be able to do it. A cook. Right. In which case, your cook is not going to kill things as good as uh, okay. Toyotathon Maximus, the Paladin, the Sentinel. <laughs> it's it, it's not going to work. So feats as a whole, I don't know what to do about them. I think maybe you get like. Maybe you give every feat a numerical value and then give everybody like a, like a currency and say, buy. That's very video game. Interesting. Like, like at level four, like you accrue like two points or whatever, uh, but, and you don't necessarily, and you yeah. can hold on to bank them if you want or whatever, but you could then like, this one only costs two points, whereas this other one costs like three. So you'd have to like bank them for a little longer. Or whatever the case. I can dig that because then you, as a DM, can give out like if somebody wants to spend time training, you can give them a point. Points. That. That's yeah. really interesting. Um, but then, but then I think you still have to take one tiny little wrinkle in that is that if you are this class, this feat should be more expensive for you because you get insanely more utility out of it. Oh, see, right? I was thinking the opposite version of that like mindset in the sense of uh -huh. like if you're already that class, it if costs I'm less. A, if I'm a barbarian, I feel like magic initiate should cost a lot. It, it is not useful for my class, but it's way harder for me as a barbarian to learn magic than it is to swing a great weapon. I, th I like. I think that's fighting the exact problem that I that we had, which is that we want to incentivize less exactly. viable things because they're I'm totally more fun. Totally with you. My brain just looked yeah. at it from like the like how to do it, like, well, like story wise. Who would be good at what? Right, yeah. like story-wise, right? Like, if I take like uh, a gnome sorcerer, it's gonna be harder for him to swing around that great weapon. Right, but it doesn't help him at all. Like, right? Yeah. It's like, but like that's useless to some extent. Guys, shall we call it there uh, for our our foray yeah. into the mind? I think let's call it there. I think well, first I of think all, we covered it well. I think we covered it well. I think we gave it a, its fair due. I think. A lot of praise for the classes. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff in there. I think there's good stuff. A lot of good writing. A lot, a lot of good writing. A lot of really fun stuff to play with. A lot of stuff that I'd be personally interested in playing. Same. I think that uh, just, you know, when we get into the feats and stuff, it gets a little tricky. And uh, I'm curious to see because I do think that this is on its way to, in some way, form, or fashion, you know, making its way into a book. Whether or not the feats do or not, that remains to be seen. I think that at least the subclasses will. No, I mean, I just think they're going to, I think they're going to have to figure out what that entry level feat is yeah. before they can publish it. Yeah. And I'm hoping they don't rush it. I hope I hope to, not. like like because like I it, to, to me it will feel like another elven accuracy thing where you literally have DMs that are like that's not a feat you can't take it. Yeah. Triple accurate triple advantage isn't a thing. Yeah. Sorry. I would do that. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think that's a totally fine 
and viable thing as a DM. Because feats anyway are already like, ask your DM if you can use feats. They're not in the core game. Yeah, they are in- inherently a variant of like, the rules. Like, Which is lazy. Lazy. Are they or there or they, aren't yeah. they? It's uh, up to the DM. And they should be there. Is it in the game? The feats should be there because like the flavor makes it more fun rather than just I get, I get a little bit stronger. I think so. Uh, I'm on team feats. If there's one thing that we can learn... From from this experiment and our previous talking shop psionics, it's that um, they listen to us and they fix our grievances. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. I know they definitely listen to this podcast specifically. This, this specific one. They're actually all Patreons. <laughs> They're gonna watch. The I'm gonna video call Matt Mercer and let him know when this drops. Give, just gonna give Dan Dale so, a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. Jeremy Crawford. Just Jeremy Crawford. Call him up. Text him. Send hey, him a little text. Please. Uh, Send a yeah. butt emoji and be like, hey, guess what? We just dogged on your shit. No. We I didn't. Th- no. I sh- just, we just shat. We're the shit goblins. On that feet, pretty much. Yeah. That was like, yeah. There, there was the le- this was the least amount of shitting on psionics that we've ever had. If nobody has anything else, I can lead us out in just a, a, just a brief breathing exercise. Yeah, give us a little bit of meditation to, to head out with there, Joe. So, the important thing is to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Align yourself, but don't worry too much about it. Maybe your feet are flat on the ground. Your hands are on your thighs or perhaps on the table in front of you, hopefully facing upward. We're going to breathe in for four, hold for two, out for six, and repeat. All right, Joe, start it. And breathe. Ah, the tentacle just came out of my ass. Namaste, everyone. We'll see you next time.